Hi, welcome to the Back to Biz School podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sia, and before we start the podcast proper, I'm happy to announce that I'll be organizing my first ever NUS MBA event. It'll be a casual event for full-time students, part-time students, and our incoming exchange students to get to know each other while visiting Gardens by the Bay, one of Singapore's iconic tourist attractions. The date is Sunday, 4th of February, starting at 9.45am, and we managed to get 50% discount for NUS MBA students, so only $10 to enter both Flower Dome and Cloud Forest. We'll end off at a food hall serving local cuisine, so don't miss out. The registration link has been sent to your student email inboxes already. Hope to see you there. With that aside, let's dive right in into the second half of the Munira Ismail interview. Speaking of spinning off a new company, you are in NUS MBA. I think it's pretty obvious at this point, given what we've been, what we've been talking about. But do tell us why you chose to study MBA and specifically NUS MBA. So uh, I wanted to do the MBA uh, actually a few years back when I was in the startup. It's called uh, Nine Surgical. Uh, so in that startup, it was in an incubator. So we, I was exposed to um, like board members uh, and uh, business experts from uh, US and Israel. Uh, and for me, coming from a research background, it was very difficult to handle the questions that were posed to them, business questions uh, related to the startup company because it's, it's now a company, it's no longer a research project. So everything revolves around money and how we can uh, make money and uh, appease the investors and uh, the board members. Uh, so I felt that that language was what I was missing and I had to learn it. Uh, which was why uh, I, I chose to do an MBA. And why NUS MBA is because NUS is the best university in Singapore and uh, I'm not able to travel out or study overseas because I have a family here. Uh, so that's why this is my one and only choice. Mm-mm-mm. I would say it's the uh, best university in Asia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Not, not, not just Singapore. So yeah, we have to, you know, self-promote a bit here. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay, how are you finding it so far? So, so far, I find it uh, really fun, um, you know, interacting with the, with, uh, the diverse uh, classmates that we have. Uh, especially, uh, I thought LIT was really tough because I had to, uh, you know, constantly talk to people whom I don't know. Uh, not that uh, they are bad people, I don't like talking to them because I, I'm very much an introvert. I, I don't really enjoy talking that much, uh, not for extended period. That was a bit of a change, uh, but I felt that, you know, as time went by, as, and I, as I get to know the classmates, it's not so bad to open up and to learn from other people. After taking, after the first semester uh, and taking the finance module, um, it really helped me with uh, my understanding of uh, cash flows, especially in startups, which I did previously, but now I, I understand the fundamentals a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to more modules uh, and interacting more with my classmates. Have you chosen your specialization? Yes. So what do you think it is? Um, entrepreneurship. Yes, 
That's right. Yes, no, no prizes for guessing. <laughs> actually, actually, the first thing I thought of was healthcare. But I realized that there's no healthcare. There's no healthcare. Yeah. So yeah, entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. And what I mean, what do you, what would you want to achieve out of this MBA? I think um, besides learning the business fundamentals, which uh, I'm uh, very keen on, uh, also the networking. If I'm able to meet the right people who can help me with my startup. Uh, or, you know, point me to the di- right direction, I think uh, that will be very useful because um, I know running a startup will be very, very difficult and I will need all the support that I can and in increasing my network and getting to know as many people, uh, especially in the med tech scene. I think that will be definitely a huge win for me. Well, moving on, you were one of the first few people that I wanted to interview for my podcast because... I respect you a lot for a lot of the achievements that you have. Thank you know, on you top of your much. PhD, on top of your PhD and studying for the MBA, and you know, be, you being in a startup and being a research fellow as well, you are also a working mother of two, right? Yes, two boys. Two naughty boys. No lah, they're not naughty. They are because naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Years from now, your 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 kids are going to listen to this and like, wait, was I naughty? <laughs> But, yes, yeah, you were um, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but anyway, I recall like the first few messages uh, because we you know we had the launch of transformation uh, week long intensive class, and there was like a WhatsApp group made, and one of the first few things because they had there was a self introduction. One of the first few things you define yourself as is being a tiger mom, which is wow. Okay. <laughs> It's not about you know. It's not about your PhD or all the achievements that you did. It's about being a tiger mom. So, I'm 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 curious. Like, how does one become a tiger mom, and why do you choose the tiger mom life? Well, um, because I grew up in that kind of household. My mother was a tiger mom, so um, I feel that I should be one as well. You know, to carry on with the tradition, uh, and. I think it's very important, especially in Singapore. Education system here is so rigorous. Um, and if you are not a tiger mom, and I know there's like a lot of gentle parenting, people who believe in that. I firmly believe in like uh, instilling all these values in my children, you know, having routine, having proper, you know, time to study uh, and play and uh, ensuring that you know goals are met because these are just basic discipline that everyone needs to have you know and it's until today that I follow that it's because of my upbringing so I think that is why I believe in the tiger mom philosophy I think I have to agree with you I just had a long conversation with my wife uh, just last night about gentle parenting versus you know, tiger mom slash. And I think there's, there's also another dimension called helicopter parenting, right? Which yes. I I don't believe you subscribe to. No, yeah, no. Not at all. I, I give them that leeway, uh, but not too much. So I think it's like a, a balance, you see. Um, with children, I think as they grow older, we kind of uh, let them have their own uh, private space for them to grow. But when they are younger, we are not, I, I think, for, to me, I'm not able to let go too much or to oversee too much. But, but there's, there needs to be that balance. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's a tough balance. You, you, I think you hit the nail on the head which when you when you said balance, right? Because you you go you become too tiger mom, then you are raising like robots. You, you know what I mean? They're just robotic and they don't really have their uh, mentality or the thinking of their own. You, know, you might you might actually stifle creative thinking. But if you, you give them too much leeway, then they, they, they don't have, you know, a sense of structure or discipline in their life and then they don't make full use of, of what is, is given to them. And it also has a lot to do with how well you know your child, how much time you're spending with your child. And different children, you know, behave differently. My eldest child is more, I would say, like, uh, he's more docile. Like, he's able to (laughs) listen to instructions better and will not retaliate too much. But I don't know. I think the second child is always uh, very different. You know, they'll test your limit and push your buttons a lot more. Yeah, Uh, okay. So... Uh, you need a different strategy already. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you have to see and adapt and uh, be very agile. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not like I mean, one solution fits all. Yes, of, of course not. And I'm glad that you, you, you don't subscribe to that because everyone is different, right? You have to be a present parent. You have to be there, spend time with your child to know what makes your child tick, what problems they might be having and how to improve on the areas that they need improvement on or how to make them shine in the places which they're good at. So as a parent, I can imagine how difficult it is to balance a full-time job and you being in a startup is, you know, I'm sure there's additional um, difficulties. And then you are, we are, we're both studying part-time for the MBA and you have the addi- additional diffi- difficulty setting of being a mother. So how do you do it? Wow, that's a very tough question to answer. So I, I guess a lot of people ask me that. I think you definitely need a lot of support. Uh, having the right people around you, that's very important. Um, people who uplift you, uh, who encourage you to do more. You know you know that you can, they are your safety net, that whatever happens, whenever you fail, they are always there to help. So I, I will start with that, you know, because I have a very supportive uh, family, siblings, uh, group of friends uh, who I can, whom I can always fall back onto and they always have my support. What I, I just, I, I always like to push myself further. You know, if I find that I have uh, spare time, I want to do something with my time instead of um, wasting it on something because everyone has 24 hours a day so I feel like I need to maximize that time that I have so like I I told you you know having a routine planning your time I think that's very important I know that uh, I have to work a certain amount of hours and then I have my kids and I need to teach them uh, so my sons are 5 and 10. So the 10-year-old uh, will be primary five, primary 5 next year. So I need to uh, go through with him his schoolwork. So I need to plan time for that. And I need to spend time with my family. And as well as studying, and I need to revise. So this has to be uh, carefully planned out. So at the start of each day, I will have all this in my mind. And I will make sure that, you know, it, it, it runs through smoothly. And if there's anything that um, doesn't work out, I need to be able to move everything around. And uh, it's good that my I have uh, support from my in-laws as well who are ready to take uh, care of the ch- children anytime that I need. So mm. these are 
this is these are ways in which I'm able to manage everything. Um, mm. And of course, it's not easy. There are times when uh, I fail. Uh, that there are t- there are times when I feel like I want to give up. That it's just too much. Uh, but I tell myself to st- take a step back and to think about uh, how best I can uh, manage it. You know, and not let the stress overcome me because you're not able to think clearly when you have too much stress. So uh, that's how basically I manage it. And on top of everything that you just said, you're also a women's committee member in Jamia, Singapore. <laughs> So uh, it's amazing, right? And this is why, uh, going back to how, how, how I deeply respect you and, and, and everything that you do, tell us more about you know you being a women's committee member in Jamia, Singapore. I've been a committee member for over a year and I wanted to join the women's committee because I wanted to help women because I feel that the playing field is not level for men and women. Women have to go through so much more. Uh, I know some men would disagree, but imagine... Me, you know, when I was doing my PhD, um, being heavily pregnant in my second year, I haven't done my qualifying exam. And um, I have to stand in the lab for very long hours until my feet swell. And also, you may have heard of pregnancy brain, and I have to take the modules. I couldn't remember anything that I was reading. I had to read a page like 10 times before I can actually digest you know, and on top of that, after giving birth, uh, you feel very weak. And as a student, I did not have maternity leave. So I had to take a leave of absence. Uh, and I can't take for too long because I had the qualifying exam. Uh, and then when you come back and then, you know, I was breastfeeding my child exclusively. There's no nursing room. And then I have to rush back home to my newborn, my infant. And then... Uh, you know, come back and finish my PhD. That's just for me, you know. For other women, they have other struggles as well. So, and some women, they have to do it alone. They don't even have a partner, a husband, a spouse to help them. Uh, At least I have this family support. So for me to join a women's committee, I wanted to also uh, lend a hand to other women uh, who were not as uh, privileged to... Uh, get a degree or uh, go to school, you know, or or their uh, spouses are incarcerated. Uh, so I do see a lot of these women, uh, their husbands are like uh, drug addicts and are in prison and they have these children to care for and they have to work. And for them, it's not possible for them to work because they have all these children so at Jamia Singapore, I'm trying to come up with uh, some courses for them, uh, especially my skills that I've picked up at MBA to teach them about entrepreneurship uh, and uh, link with um, women entrepreneurs who have been successful to lend a hand as well to give them uh, tips and uh, help them with their uh, businesses. So um, this is what I want to do and uh, to also help the women to sort of level the playing field a little bit. I know uh, it's not going to be much, but uh, I do believe in giving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I saw on your LinkedIn that uh, this women's committee uh, has a annual Exemplary Mother Award as well. So can you tell us more about that? So this uh, Exemplary Mothers Award was actually started uh, by our former president, 
uh, of Singapore, Mr. Wee Kim Wee. So he presented the, this presidential shield to Jamia Singapore to award it to exemplary mothers. So mothers who have gone through so much, you know, to in order to raise their family, contribute to society as well. So what we do is that we will uh, screen the applications and talk to these women and assess them and then uh, award them based on the incredible uh, skills that they have. Okay, okay. And I mean, speaking of women in technology, I realize that there's not a lot of women in STEM. You are one of the shining examples, which I hope everybody will look up to. So why do you think there's not enough people in STEM? Sorry, why do you think there's not enough women in STEM? Firstly, very uh, thank you for saying that. That's very kind of you. Um, I think I'm not like a, a, a very good example. Uh, I haven't done anything much. Uh, women uh, in general uh, face, like uh, I mentioned, uh, a lot of challenges, especially uh, after having children. I have seen my friends who quit the workforce after having children. Uh, because of uh, having that difficulty to manage uh, family and work. Uh, and uh, especially in uh, STEM, I think the working hours can be quite rigorous uh, in, in startups as well. Uh, because in startups, generally, you need to work uh, that whole 24 hours. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no break for you because people expect everything to be done yesterday. So um, I think it's very, very tough for women. But the government is definitely helping in the sense that it's uh, providing uh, with flexible working hours. And uh, COVID has definitely helped by allowing this work from home arrangement. So the outlook is positive. And once we encourage more women to join, uh, to, to have the environment, I think more women will join uh, STEM. Because in universities, you, do, you actually see a 50-50 ratio. Uh, of women and men, you know, so there's no lack of women, capable women who can do uh, science, engineering and technology. So the attrition, uh, we have high attrition rate only in the workforce. So that's uh, usually after, you know, having a family, having kids. So having a better uh, infrastructure for them would help, in my opinion. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I would love to see uh, more diversity and more more women in 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 STEM. My daughter being one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, my wife. My wife is a pharmacist by training as well. So, so yeah, women are definitely more than capable. It's just the duty, right? The additional duty of being a mother, and as what you say, the really the pains of 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 going through pregnancy and all that is is really 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 tough. So anyway. Um, with that, I think that's a lot of time. That's a lot of con content <laughs> that we covered. Uh, I, I would love to talk to you more. Uh, really, really I, I, there's really a lot more I would like to talk to you about. But that's all the time we have. Um, Munira, thank you very much for coming. Please let people know how they can find you. They can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, my name is Munira Ismail. It's M-U-N-I-R-A-H space I-S-M-A-I-L. Yep, yep. And at, at the time of recording, the profile picture is the typical NUS photo taking <laughs> <laughs> that, that that photo where you look you look pretty cool the like power woman AI like, generated like, you know, one you mean <laughs> it's not it's not, it's it's not. not. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not going to comment on that. But I, I, I want to say, yeah, you, you look very, uh, very cool, very imposing in that in that photo. Like, don't mess with me, vibe energy. Oh you know? no, like, it's, it can be a bad thing, right? I, I hope it doesn't scare I, anyone. I, I, Good and bad, right? You only you only get the, the good ones. But okay, anyway, thank you very much, Munira, for coming today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. And that concludes the interview. I hope everyone can see why I have so much respect for Munira. Let's all strive to emulate her work ethic and her community development achievements. We have a new guest next week, so hope you'll be looking forward to it. This has been the Back to Biz School podcast. Bye for now.